we ever own a coffee shop exclusively, I'm having the smut s- readings. Ooh, what's like a smut themed coffee shop name? I'll I'll let it ponder the something about hot. Yeah, steam, mm. steamy. Um, ooh, like espresso steam or like froth. Ew, no, I don't like froth. Steam is better than froth. <laughs> I was trying to think of like steam and cream. Ooh, that's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> that's really gross. That's a little too gross. Like, uh, mm, hot beans. Hot- <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's, there we go. Hot, hot beans. On Friday nights, we have smut that's reading. That's not quite sexual, so like, okay. it's. I'll think of it later. Hot the- bean juice. <laughs> I just feel like I just want to go to a smut reading on a Friday night and it's just me like people reading me their smut and I just am like stamps for that Uh, welcome to fine pairings a podcast about fan fiction and many other things I'm Grace I'm Claire and this week it's a little bit of a long one but it's gonna be fun because uh what was your prompt to me do you remember no. Okay, it was... Time is an illusion and my brain doesn't work. <laughs> it. Uh, no, the prompt was Love is Blind, which <gasps> yeah! was very topical when you gave it to me like four weeks ago, and is still pretty topical, I would yeah. say. Um, but you gave it to me so quickly after Love is Blind came out that when I started looking, there was not anything. Yeah. And as I looked over the forecoming weeks, there was slowly more and more things, and most of them were things that I didn't know, like I was not part of the fandom. And there was absolutely no fan fiction about the people who are in Love is Blind. There was no Giannina Ginobili fan fiction. And I love her. Right. She has a podcast. You should listen to it. It's about (laughs) Love is Blind. (laughs) Oh, man. So that especially made me mad because I was like, wow, she seems like she's everywhere. She's in a lot of, like, the YouTube promotions for Love is Blind. Like, she's really gone on all out in being, like, kind of the poster child for it in my brain. Um... So, I found a Dramoni, Draco Hermione ship, of Love is Blind. And I was like, okay, this makes sense to me. Like, these are two characters that I know. And I actually have been finding this a lot lately. I didn't realize how big this fandom was. So, Blind Affairs of the Heart by Nifizzle, mm-hmm. spelled N-I-F-F-I-Z-Z-L-E. And I believe she also has an account called Nifizzler. I don't know why there's two. Um, and I got in touch with her on Tumblr. She seems very, very nice. Has been a big Harry Potter fan and started writing in 2016 after she saw uh, The Cursed Child. Sure. Is that the name of it? The the one, the most recent one? Yes. Yes. The, the Cursed Child. When she saw the play on yes. the West End. The Cursed Child. Cursed Child. And yeah, she's... Terrible. <laughs> Is it terrible? Yes. <laughs> oh, I thought it was fine. I... It reads like fan fiction. And yeah, I, and that's why I, I was had like... that, I was like, okay, this is a great fan fiction. And here's the thing. <laughs> I would have enjoyed it as a fan fiction. Don't put it as approved by J.K. Rowling. Maybe as a play, it plays read weird. So maybe... No, I was fundamentally... I I was opposed to the time travel aspect. I was like, number one, we've already done time travel. Number two, you've written just a big old hole. (laughs) So you've just... It's Doctor Who, and we just have to, like, squint and be like, it's fine. This is just Doctor Who. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, so her um, take on the Draco Hermione ship is, um, from what I've experienced in the fandom, people have a lot of different spins on the ship and the way Draco is portrayed. I think a lot of the fluidity come in Dramoni, Dramione? Dramione, comes from the fact that at the end of the seventh book, Draco was at a crossroads. We begin to see him struggling with the ideology that made him a villain throughout the majority of his years at Hogwarts. Yet when the time actually comes to act, he can't bring himself to do it. In some cases, you can say that's because Draco was all talk and never much action, but I think that a large part of it is because he was raised with a certain ideology that he followed because he admired his father so much and never took the time to actually think about the greater meaning behind pure blood supremacy. Lots of stuff, lots of stuff. Damn, that's um, deep. She, yeah, she has like a whole thesis about this. But basically... I prefer Jeremiah to Drary, Draco and Harry, because I think there's something even more powerful about Draco progressing so greatly with his changed ideology that he not only accepts Hermione as his equal, but also comes to love her. I see both of them as admirers of hard work and intellect on top of caring deeply for loved ones and family. So once the matter of blood status is stripped away, their value systems are much more aligned Agreed. and believable, Agreed. which is something she talks about in the fan fiction. So with that, uh, this is our pairing for the day. Do you want to clink with me? Clink. It is a red wine. Do you know why? Blood. Um, pure blood. Oh, interesting. Um, no. <laughs> it's 
So, oh, no. Uh, but aside, Mud drink. Aside from being uh, the inspiration for the context of the fanfiction, there's not a ton of, like, Love is Blind-ness in this, and you'll kind of see why. So I wanted a drink that was based on Love is Blind. So I took a little journey and was like, okay, well, they drank pretty much everything on the show, so that's not helpful. So maybe someone has uh, said this something is great to watch while watching Love is Blind. Couldn't find anything out. Maybe this person said this is their favorite alcohol. No, couldn't find anything out. And then I remembered, in one episode of Love is Blind, there's a moment where Mark and Jessica are talking, and I think they're sitting on the floor, and Jessica lowers her glass of red wine, and her big dog licks (gasps) red wine out of the glass, and she picks it back up and says, oh, he just loves wine, and takes a sip. And I was so offended by this moment <laughs> because that is ludicrous. I already didn't like Jessica for a lot of reasons, but that sealed the deal. So anyway, <laughs> and it's, I was trying to think of like, what's the most basic bitch red wine? And this, so this is a blend. This is a red blend. Because <laughs> that was the that's, most that's basic. Very, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> and I, it was very cheap. I was really, <laughs> I was really ready for you to be like, like, because I was like, it's clearly not a Moscato. That's some that's some basic shit. Yes, like, yes. I would have gone with a white wine if the red wine with the dog was not so burned into my redness. You're right, you're right. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> this is by Niffler. Thank you, Nif- or Nifizzle, not Nifizzler. Niffle, Nifizzler. Niffler is a thing from Fantastic Beats somewhere to find it. It is. So, <laughs> maybe that's what it's I couldn't think of it. Anyway, Nifizzle, thank you for your permission to read your fic. Everyone, go and read her very lengthy other Dramione fanfiction if you like this. I'm sure it's equally as well written. So, this is loosely inspired by Netflix Love is Blind. And the tags are Blind Date, Fluff, Minor Angst, Post Hogwarts, Harry Potter Epilogue, What Epilogue? <laughs> And explicit sexual content, which I will be skipping over loosely. Damn it. <laughs> Unless you really want me to read it. No. We can always edit it out in post. We'll see. We'll see how I feel when we get there. The drumming of jittering fingers over the surface of her assigned booth for the evening matched the pattering of Hermione's heartbeat. A surrounding velvet curtain was her only barrier to the rest of the lounge and bar area of the newly opened Sapphire Inn on Diagon Alley. Not that the velvet curtain served much of a purpose, with the obscuro charm blocking her vision. It wasn't like Hermione would have had been able to see anything anyway. Her fingers found the stem of the self-fulfilling champagne flute that had been delivered to her table, and she took a hefty sip. For at least the fourth time since sitting down, Hermione seriously considered walking out before this insane event even started. She still couldn't believe she had let Ginny sign her up for this. The entire concept was barmy. There was no way it would work. The clinking of metal against glass echoed in the space of what little chatter had been filling the room instantly quieted. Hermione returned her glass to the table and ran her palms against the smooth fabric of the crimson satin dress Ginny had spent all afternoon begging her to wear. Good evening, the voice of a wizard Hermione presumed to be the host announced. In just a few minutes, we'll get started with our first round. But first, a few reminders of our rules. Hermione listened intently, even if she had already memorized the rules, immediately upon her agreement to attend. Each initial conversation will last five minutes, after which you will rate each person on a scale from one to ten the wizard began to explain. You will then be partnered with your top three matches based on mutual interest for a second 15-minute conversation. At that point, you will indicate who you would like to continue speaking with, and the rest of the event can be spent how you choose. But of course, three key rules will remain in place for the extent of the evening. No removing of the obscuro charm, no unaltering your voice, and no exchanging of names. A jumble of pixies rattled inside Hermione's stomach. She hadn't been keen on the idea of giving up so much control, even just for a few hours, but Ginny had made a valid argument on why this night was a good idea. Since her and Ron's breakup nearly two years ago, her dating life had been a series of failed outings with wizards who only wanted to date her because she was the Hermione Granger, Harry Potter's brainiac friend. One third of the lauded Golden Trio. She was tired of people having preconceived notions about her. Was it too much to ask that someone just wanted to know her for her? It was for that reason that Hermione was, admittedly, rather eager to meet wizards under the cloak of anonymity. Yet, that wasn't the part of the evening that perturbed her. As if on cue, a jangle of a pair of keys appearing on the table shifted her attention downward, the real reason she suspected the newly opened inn had coordinated this event. We sincerely hope you find someone tonight that you will find an emotional connection with, the host said, though Hermione doubted how sincere he truly was. But once you do, the only way to reveal their identity is for one of you to invite the other person upstairs to one of our in-rooms. Ooh. All decorated to the latest standards for fine wizard living. 
Hermione withheld and a scoff. Lovin? If you want to, it's your room for the night. This whole thing was just their way of filling rooms and spreading good word about their accommodations. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so. no, that was a, <laughs> that was, um, that's a thing that happens at hotels in, like, Oh, where the they city. do, like, singles nights? Yeah, but, like, for Valentine's Day. Like, That's when, smart, though. When the Blue Hotel opened or whatever, mm-hmm. or the Red. Radisson Blue? Either way, at the Red, <laughs> red. At the red one, mm-hmm. the, on Valentine's Day, like, two years ago, they had, like, a half-price deal that if you, like, did one of these speed dating things, then you could, like, have a room for, like, $25. Real <laughs> cheap. It was, like, dirt cheap. And it was sort of, like, I was, like, <laughs> and I read it and I was, like, are we are we encouraging like prostit? What is happening here? <laughs> really cheap prostitution. Yeah, I was like, this is. I'm like, I'm intrigued. It was oh, an interesting idea. That's funny. But- yeah, because I really like this because it's. I would watch this show. Like, obviously, right? there's magic involved, but like the idea of going on just a blind date for a couple hours and then being like, the only way to see each other is to go get a room together and sure. see what happens. Like that sounds very enticing to me. <laughs> I'm intrigued. And then also, I the obscuro charm is a little. Uh, confusing to tell what exactly but it definitely you can't see each other's like faces and i assume you can't see each other's bodies sure it's hard to tell um it makes a little more reference later on but the wizard wasn't done speaking Mm -mm. choose who you invite wisely once inside the room you'll be locked in there with the person until 8 a.m tomorrow morning (laughs) oh i'd be out i'd be out (laughs) How you decide to spend that. It's like an adult seven minutes in heaven. You cannot leave until eight. Seven hours. Seven in... hours in question mark. Purgatory. Yeah, purgatory. Limbo. <laughs> Limbo. How you decide to spend the rest of the evening is obviously entirely up to you. However, if you don't invite someone, you risk never discovering the identity of the person you spent all night falling for. And sometimes that's fine. Mystery. And that was what was wrong with this evening. What was the point of all this if Hermione had no intentions of inviting someone upstairs? As if she was actually going to meet some wizard tonight that she felt so strongly connected to that she was going to voluntarily get locked inside a room with him until daybreak. Yet despite her perfectly valid reservations, Hermione tried to remain positive. Just getting to speak to wizards without them knowing she was Hermione Granger would be a breath of much-needed fresh air. And when she was satisfied with the evening, she could go home and sleep in her own cozy bed with no one else to share it with except for Crookshanks. A ringing of a chime filled the room, and the event officially began. Nice. Hermione slipped the two room keys into her beaded bag and waited for her first potential suitor to take their seat on the bench across from her. As it turned out, five minutes was not a very long time to chat with someone, but with many wizards, it was still too long. One wizard had spent the entire conversation presumably trying to impress Hermione by recounting all the different Quidditch moves he could successfully complete, while another had to spend so much time thinking of an answer to who was his favorite author that time was up before he had said anything of value. Over ten conversations in, and Hermione had yet to find someone she was even remotely interested in speaking to a second time. She was starting to get the sense that there was a good reason why many of these men were still single. The conversations droned on, and Hermione began counting down how many she had left before she could call it quits and dismiss this evening as another failed attempt at dating. She was down to her last three when a wizard plopped out across from her with a heavy groan. Don't sound so enthused to be here, Hermione said with only half-intended sarcasm. The newly arrived wizard huffed. You'll have to forgive my rude entrance, he said in what sounded like the resemblance of a drawl. I just came from what, the worst conversation of my life. Sounds like my entire evening, Hermione said with a brief roll of her eyes. What was so terrible about it? She wouldn't stop talking about her bloody cats, he grumbled. The whole five minutes. Hermione's cheeks heated, and she sprung to the other woman's defense. There's nothing wrong with cats. There is if you have 12 of them, and you have nothing to say for yourself. That is a lot of cats. (laughs) He promptly argued back. I get it. She has a lot of cats, but for Sears' sake, I don't need to hear which toys from the Magical Menagerie are each one of their favorites. (laughs) It's really important, though, if you have 12 cats. You need to keep them straight. Everyone needs to know about it before you bring them home. (laughs) Once you have a certain number of cats, I will say it is part of your personality. I would agree with that. So that it is, she did disclose important information. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he reacted accordingly. Yep. (laughs) An involuntary snicker pressed between Hermione's lips. I suppose that is unnecessary, she accepted. For what it's worth, my cat is entirely self-sufficient and more than capable of finding his own entertainment. It seems your cat and I have that in common, the wizard jokingly remarked. And for the record, it's not that I'm not a cat person. You can blame it on the fact that I wasn't allowed to have one growing up. Father wouldn't think of it. Oh. Strict parents? He scoffed. (laughs) You have no idea. They spent the rest of their time talking about their families. 
how they were both only children with parents who had high expectations of them, particularly when it came to academics. They even discovered that charms and arithmetic were both of their favorite subjects at Hogwarts. When the chime rang for them to rate the conversation and move on, Hermione found that it was the first time she was actually sad for a conversation to end. Will I get to speak to you again later? She asked before he slipped through the velvet curtain. She may not have been able to see him, but she could have sworn the wizard was grinning. That'll be up to you to decide. Hermione hardly paid attention to her final two conversations in the first round. She tried to, but she honestly did. But her mind kept wandering back to that previous wizard. There was an underlying sense of humor to him that she hadn't expected, while also having a decent number of things in common with her. Five minutes hadn't been enough time. There was still so much she wanted to learn about him. Now all she had to do was survive until the second round. But as were the stipulations of the evening, she had three conversations to endure. With the wizard she wanted to speak to the most slated for last. The conversations with the first two men weren't terrible. They seemed educated and interested in getting to know her, but something felt missing. Hermione hated when she couldn't explain things, yet words just couldn't describe it. There was a connection she felt with that one wizard that she hadn't felt with any of the others. When the third conversations of the second round finally came, Hermione found herself instinctively trying to smooth out her hair. She instantly felt silly. It didn't matter what her hair looked like. Neither of them could see each other. The sliding of the fabric caught her attention, and Hermione knew the wizard was back. No groan this time? The wizard chuckled. No groan. But that doesn't mean I'm not relieved to be back here with you. It was a good thing his vision was obscured, for he would have been able to see the blush that was now reddening her cheeks. So tell me more about your time at Hogwarts, she said, eager to see what other experiences they might have shared. So here's my one thing <laughs> with these uh, Draco Hermione things. They always talk about Hogwarts, no matter how old either of them is. And I just am saddened. Because I hated high school so much, and I would never, no. ever want to just talk about that on a first date. In my last job, there was, like, a friend group that was, like, an intact college friend circle. Mm. And so, literally, I know exactly what their college experience is like, because that is all they talked about. See, college I can kind of understand. And I because that's like... where you figure out who you are, and you make a lot of your friends from adulthood in college. Yes. There's not a lot of mention of um, wizard college. Mm. Which, I don't know if there is wizard college, because I don't think... The epilogue of Harry Potter made it sound like they all just went off and got jobs. And also, yeah. everyone's gone to the same school, more or less. Like, every wizard in the UK, I assume. Which sounds yeah. terrible. Well, it's like... Because <laughs> you rent. can't get away from the people you went to high school with. But instead of matching her excitement, the wizard seemed to tense. Hogwarts was a difficult time for me. The sorting hat. <laughs> the... <laughs> a pit formed in Hermione's... Herbology. The, the war. <laughs> Claire. Just regular puberty. <laughs> in her mind's stomach. She had intended to bring up bad memories. We don't have to talk about it if you don't. It's fine, the wizard assured. I've had a few years to reflect on it, and I understand now that most of my difficulties were either my own doing or were matters that were out of my hands. Like what? He sucked in a deep breath. Voldemort. Let's just say I struggled to find the right crowd to hang out with, he stated, a hint of vulnerability in his tone. And if I had to do it over again, I would have made some very different choices. Hermione's heart stung for the wizard. While it hadn't lasted long, she knew how difficult it had been to navigate Hogwarts the first two months before she befriended Ron and Harry. She couldn't imagine going all seven years without feeling like you found the right friends. She reached across the table and found his hand. It was broader than hers, with a certain strength to it that she remembered from Ron. Did his job require something manual? Or did he, too, enjoy playing Quidditch? The question stayed locked Do you need strong hands for Quidditch? I guess uh, to hold the broom. You hold a broom in the air, so... Maybe. Yes, I've never tried to ride. <laughs> well, it's, a broom and it's before. like wood, so like calloused. Sure, I guess again, I've never ridden a broom. So Hold on know. to a monkey bars. <laughs> I assumed it was a more leg dominant grip. Uh, equal balance. Yeah, I, I don't. I, it's not important to keep going. <laughs> I haven't thought about it that hard. I'm gonna uh, think about it the rest of the day. <laughs> what? What part of your body keeps you off the broom? The question stayed locked inside her for the time being. No. Eh. All she could concentrate on was the feeling of his cool skin against hers as he accepted the small gesture and gave her hand a squeeze. Their hands didn't move for the remainder of the conversation. Even when the chime indicated the end of the round two rang through the room, neither of them shifted from place, from their place. They didn't need to fill out a survey to... This was the pairing they wanted to continue to pursue. Fine pairings. Fine pairings. <laughs> God, if there was ever the word fine pairing in a fanfic, we gotta, like, I would pop a balloon or something. Yeah, I like. would scream. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it was another one of those things that Hermione couldn't explain. She had just met the wizard, and yet something about him made her feel like she'd known him for years. 
<laughs> the conversation seemed... If only she had known him for years. Weird. The conversation seamless. Okay, so she has... She knows he has gone to Hogwarts. My first thing would be to, like, Rolodex through everyone at Hogwarts being like, which one is he? Because he... I... There's no way he's seven years younger or older than me. Like, he can't have been in the whole... And it's like, maybe you don't know everyone... I have everyone, to have met him. Or, like, maybe you don't know everyone from, like, some... Like, a year or three above yours, but yeah, if you, like... There's only 50 people in each class. Yep. And you're there for seven years. And like, you, seven you notice everyone at some point. So I would... It's baffling to me that they're not like, okay, let's think about this. Which one is three. he? <laughs> yeah, there's a total of 350 people <laughs> in... Yeah. I, yeah, after seven years, you know all of them. I guess I didn't know everyone in my high school, and it was like 400 people. Okay, maybe not. Uh, but Seven you, is a lot. I would assume that they're a couple years within each other, so they probably, you even if they weren't the same year, that's true. they would still go to school together at least four years. That's true. And like, maybe you interact with them later. I don't, it's not important. <laughs> it's not important, but like, it, anything that refers to high school, I just like start thinking about it in my actual life brain. No, that's fair. It was another one of those things that Hermione couldn't explain. She had just met the wizard, and yet something about him made her feel like she'd known him for years. The conversation seamlessly flowed to the point where Hermione couldn't keep track of when one topic ended and another began. They discussed books, magical theory, and she didn't even mind when he told her all about his favorite Quidditch team. He was honest and open and had a snarky sense of humor that made her roll her eyes despite the blindness. And the best part was, after two hours of conversation, not once did he bring up the war or ask what it was like to be friends with Harry Potter. She couldn't remember. Has she mentioned that? I'm gonna no, but that was her calm oh, about oh, dating. Yes, was yes, everyone's yes, like, yes. "Oh my gosh, Hermione Granger, you fought in the war. Are you oh, yeah, okay?" Yeah, 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 like, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Um, she couldn't remember at what point in the conversation it had happened, but she was now on the same side of the booth as him, fingers intertwined as her head rested on his shoulder. What's your biggest fear? He asked. Death. His stop voice <laughs> brushing past her curls. The unknown. Her Hermione didn't have time to pause. Failure. Remember fair. the Bogart? That's fair. That's fair. Um, failure, she said, heart tightening at the admission. I put a lot of pressure on myself because I grew up being told by some people that I would never be good enough, so I did everything in my power to prove them wrong. Literally I, the man sitting across from you. I could only imagine how much that hurt, he said, his words coming out partially choked. I only inflicted on that. Uh, several people. I'd be lying if I said I didn't incite my share of torment as a child, <gasps> but it's all things I deeply regret now. <gasps> friends to lovers. He's changed. She, not, no. Enemies. <laughs> Enemies, Enemies to, to friends. friends. To love you. To lovers. Maybe. She gave his hand a tight squeeze. Whatever he had done, she believed his remorse. My turn, she said, not letting the conversation linger on the topic. Could What's you make out? With my enemy? No, um. Oh. <laughs> it just occurred to me that it's like, Maybe the obscurus is just like they're both invisible to one another. Oh, you'll I would, see. You'll see. Oh, okay. I'm <laughs> they're curious. both blind to each other. I think they, I would assume they can, in my Because someone in one of these booths is just making out with a literal mm. random. Uh, so I imagine that you can see like the room, but they're kind of like a blurry shadow. That's what I've been like, imagining. They're, they're censored. Yeah, that's what I kind of assume. Okay. You know where they are and you can probably see their gestures. It's like they're the sims, know. but like pixelated. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was like when they shower. I was imagining like a kind of like dust cloud, like just like moving around. (laughs) Or like, have you ever painted something with pastels and you like take your hand and just like, yeah, that works. (laughs) Smear. I made a Um, smear gesture. Smear. What's the most important thing in your life? Family. He answered. I'd sacrifice everything for them. True Slytherin. Hermione peered up at where she imagined his face to be, and she's gonna be like bravery. Me too. (laughs) A silence lingered between. Let's just get it out of the way. What Hogwarts house were you? I I really want to figure out who you are. <laughs> You're kind of hinting at it. I'm getting a sense of Slytherin sense. I'm getting a Slytherin real sense? slithery sense. Slithery vibe from you. <laughs> Maybe a Hufflepuff? <laughs> slithery, though. A, <laughs> slithery. a silence lingered between them, but not for lack of conversation. He felt it, too. She was positive. His fingers left hers, only to find the curve of Hermione's jaw. He brushed his thumb over her cheek and then over the delicate curve of her lips. Her breathing hitched. She still couldn't see him, but she could feel him leaning in, his hot breath ghosting closer. (gasps) Oh my god, they're going, my god! The hammering of her heart threatened to beat itself out of her chest and her eyelids drifted closed. He tilted her chin upward and met her lips with a simple, earnest kiss. How can you match lips to lips if you can't see? You don't 
kiss with your eyes open. So. Oh, that's what you think. <laughs> Claire, I have some bad news. <laughs> you need to stop kissing people with your eyes wide uh, open. That's true. You do shut it's your eyes. I just feel like I shut my eyes. Like... Fair. I guess, okay, like, in theory, if you're, like, in the dark, yeah, once you find their chin, you can pretty much guess where their lips are going to be. All right. It's just, like, I've been kissed on the tip of my nose by accident before, so I'm imagining. That's cute. It, sure. Was it? Okay. We won't get into your it's not kiss important. mistakes. Not important. It had been too long since she kissed someone had kissed her, or at least someone had kissed her that made her feel like this. There was a desperate singing in her chest that urged for him to be closer, to have him pressed up against her, sinking into the kiss with every possible ounce of passion. But he was taking his time. The kiss was slow, deep, and his fingers pressed into her as though he was afraid that letting go might cause him to lose her. That was far from a concern, though. Hermione wasn't going anywhere. His tongue traced along her lips, and Hermione willfully parted them, welcoming the taste of her wizard. Yuck. <laughs> I hate when they talk about taste. The I feel? Mean, sure. I did have a kiss once where we were, like, eating chocolate and drinking wine. See, and that, that sounds... Was, I, sure. And then, so that was, like, I was like, oh, bitch, this is good. But also one time that same guy was drinking, like scotch not a ju- i did not enjoy that scotch tongue yep well and then he actually <clears> once <throat> like fully put the scotch into my mouth <laughs> so like baby birded it to you yeah on purpose yeah ew because yeah because i was like because i like <laughs> i like told him because i like you t- taste like scotch so i was like you taste like scotch and he was like you want to taste some more scotch it was literally well and it was just like i can't describe to you like the funny like because i knew he was about to do it so like we kissed and i was like "Ooh, you really that was a lot of scotch yeah and then he was like and he was like oh really and then like i saw him think that he took like a secret sip but he had it because I saw it, and I, like, had that moment oh, no. where I saw him turn his face to me, and you could see in his mischievous so doing, eyes. Okay. So this was a joke. <laughs> this was a joke. I thought this was, like, a romantic, like, no, no, no. let's, I'll, I'll bite a piece of the chocolate and, like, no, 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 and, no. like, just, just with scotch. Which... No, yeah, this was just him, like, a little bit being a dick. Okay, I get him. <laughs> and I it would do. Right, and I, like, <laughs> and I, like, and I saw the mischief in his eyes, and I was, like, fine, this is happening. <laughs> uh, Okay. Her, his tongue traced along her lips, and Hermione willfully parted them, welcoming the taste of her wizard. Smart. She slipped a hand against his face, and for the first time all night, she got to explore his features. His jawline was sharp, and his hair was silk and smooth. The question started to creep into her mind. What did he look like? What color was his hair? His eyes? How can, old was he? How tall? You can eliminate everyone with curls that you know. <laughs> it's not your ex-boyfriend. So that's good. Hermione didn't have the answer to any of these questions, and to her surprise, she didn't much care. She'd spent all night getting to know this wizard better than she knew some of her friends. She had to see him again. That much was certain. And there was only one way to ensure that that happened. (sighs) She pulled away from the kiss. Will you go up to one of the rooms with me? He stalled. Are you sure? He asked. No, The first trace of hesitancy. (laughs) She'd heard No, I've just immediately second-guessed myself. Uh, Never mind. That wasn't intended to pressure you. I just really wanted to kiss you. Hermione blushed. I really wanted to kiss you, too, she said. But I also really don't want this to just be for tonight. Her pulse trembled in her fingertips as she reached for her bag and pulled out one of the keys. She placed it in his palm and curled his, and he curled his finger around it. Meet me up there in five minutes? I will. Hermione placed one last kiss against his lips before slipping out through the velvet curtains. Once she had taken a few steps away from the booth, the Obscuro charm was automatically lifted, and Hermione's eyes adjusted to the light after so many hours in darkness. Oh, maybe they were totally blind. I, maybe it's mm-hmm. like, did you ever watch Dating in the Dark? No. <laughs> that it, sounds fun, though. It was, um, because I thought Love is Blind was going to be, like, a revamp of Dating in the Dark, because mm. it was essentially Love is Blind, it's except, full dark room. It's that, except that instead of, like, there being a wall between you, you were just the two of you in the same pitch dark room. Oh, and then they had, awful. like, and then they had, like, night cameras to watch them. And so you'd watch them, like, blindly, like, reaching <laughs> out. Around. And all of a sudden be like, oh, oh, Hi. there you are. Hi. And then, but then that would lead to, like, because then you could, like, touch people's faces. Mm-hmm. And you could, like, make out. And you could do all this other mm-hmm. stuff. Which you got the same, like, love is blind. Like, they're like, I really feel like I know you. Mm-hmm. And then it was the same love is blind in that, like, you could both go Build up. Build the emotional connection. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. you would, like, do, like someone would decide to be like, I want to see if they want to see me. And they'd like dramatically wait up on this balcony and the person could either open the door to where they were on the balcony (gasps) or not, or the door below the balcony and they would walk away. Oh, dramatic. That's very dramatic. What was this on like MTV? 
Probably. Sounds like an MTV show. Yeah. Once she had taken a few steps away from the booth, the Obscuro charm automatically lifted, and Hermione's eyes ached to adjust to the light after so many hours in darkness. A nervous tingling danced through her veins, stunned that her evening had turned out this way. But she had to know who the wizard was, at the very least to know his name. If the five minutes during the first round felt long, the next five minutes felt like an hour. Anxiously waiting in the room, Hermione examined her reflection in the mirror. How is she going to feel when Draco Malfoy walks in? <laughs> what if everything changed once he discovered who she saw, who she was? Would he treat her just like all the other wizards? She suppressed the doubts. The wizard already liked her for her. That should be enough. From the other side of the door, Hermione heard the twisting of a key. She stood in the entry, toes fidgeting inside the heels she had borrowed from Ginny. She wouldn't consider herself shallow, but she still hoped... He was cute. For the first time since Ron, she truly felt a connection with someone. Uh -oh. She just hoped he felt the same. The door began to open, and Hermione's nerves sent her whole body into a flutter. But nothing could have prepared her for who walked through the door. Her heart stopped. There was no way. Oh, no. He must have the wrong room. Oh, no. The same blend of shock and terror was painted on his face. A face she knew far too well. A face she had known for years. The face of Draco Malfoy. <laughs> Suddenly, the whole night felt like a farce. Tell me this is a joke, he said. The magic lifted so his voice had returned to an older version of the one she'd heard taunt her countless times. She masked the hole that now penetrated her heart and eyed him with heavy disdain. I was waiting for the same. He reached for the doorknob, but it was too late. They were already locked inside. Great, he groaned before turning back to Hermione. With a oh, I forgot to get locked in. <laughs> I should have suspected it was you from the moment you brought up your cat. How could I have forgotten your obsession with it? Or the fact that you know everyone in your class. The whole 25 of them. Boiling heat rushed to Hermione's cheeks. Oh, please. At least I was honest with you. She snapped, mind still struggling to process if this was really happening. You said charms and arithmetic were your favorite subjects. Oh, that's a lie now? She huffed. Everyone knew potions was your favorite. Everyone assumed potions was my favorite. Malfoy appeared adamant. But what was or wasn't his favorite class wasn't what stung Hermione the most. You fooled me, she said, her words coming out as more of a choke than she had hoped. Here I was, thinking I had finally met a wizard I actually liked, when really, you had spent the entire night skirting around the truth to avoid revealing who you are. She released a bitter scoff. That was the point. Struggle to find the right crowd and uh, to hang out with? To think you actually made me feel sorry for you? His jaw tightened. The whole purpose of this evening was to find people to not judge me based on who I used to associate with, he sneered, fiery annoyance rising to the surface. Or did you conveniently already forget what else I confessed to you tonight? The urge to immediately snarl something back prickled at the tip of her tongue, but she swallowed her venom before anything spat out. The question remained suspended between them as Hermione reflected on one of the final parts of their conversation, the words now taking on new meaning. She blinked at him. It was me you were referring to earlier, wasn't it? She asked, a flicker of hope reigniting in her chest, when you said you incited your share of torment. Oh! <gasps> Malfoy was blankly staring at the nearby wall decor, but she knew what his lack of response meant. Yes. Did you mean it when you said you regretted it? She took a step towards him, and Malfoy met her gaze. I meant every single word I said to you. Without giving it a second thought, Hermione pushed up on her toes and settled her lips over his, sealing them together in a firm, ardent kiss. Stunned surprise, stunned surprise seemed to freeze Malfoy for a splinter of a second until the warmth of her lips registered in his brain. His hand cradled in the small of her back to tug her closer. Hermione's heart was seizing, still battling with the fact that the wizard she'd been so captivated by all evening was Draco Malfoy. But when her lips parted and his tongue darted out to brush against hers, she lost herself in his enticing embrace. A soft sort of whimper hummed against her lips as the gentle press of his fingertips dug into her waist. Her flaming desire to touch him burned her skin, and Hermione reached for the fabric of his button-down shirt, Sex. deepening their kiss even further. Yes. A low moan rumbled in his throat, and before long, Malfoy had her back flush against the wall, his hands now buried in her curls of hair. Hermione's breathing grew shallowed as he began to trail his kisses from her lips up to the edge of her jaw. Yes. The pounding of his heartbeat pressed against the errant beating of her own, while his breath danced over the shell of her ear. Do you still want me? Her oh. eyes met the pewter gray pair peering into her. Some good alliteration. And she nodded. Despite everything, she couldn't resist how much she so very much still wanted him. A single finger grazed down her neck. <laughs> and Malfoy's lips found the sensitive spot on the column of her throat as her fingers slid the thin strap of her dress off her shoulder. His tongue flicked again. 
snake against I, your skin. And I love a good a short gasp. I love a good tongue on neck. I know you do. You I, wrote it into the story, and I changed it a little bit because I hate the word pulse, and you put the word pulse in there. That's a very common romance. I don't want to feel thing. the pulse of someone on my tongue. That is part of romance writing. I, you hear about things you don't want to think about. This is a good song. Sometimes you read things you don't like. Sometimes you read things and you're like, I don't like that. But then you keep going because you've got to get back you really into wanna, that story. You really want to hear about the bone. Uh, just like real sex, you put up with the yeah. things you don't like. It's that sometimes you read stuff and you're like, well, I'm not into that. and But I do want to know what, how this ends. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes you read stuff and you're like, ooh, I didn't realize I was into that. Cool. Uh, it's not important. Uh, she arched for more as her fingers began to fumble with the knot of his tie, now desperate to explore what laid underneath. Just. But the distracting sensation of his hands running down the curve of her body was making it hard to focus. She had just managed to yank the tie free when his fingers found the hem of her dress and teased the formerly covered skin. Ooh. His lips left her neck. When you want me to stop. Please, she rasped, all logic failing to the wayside. Don't stop. Yes. Hermione didn't, er, no, Malfoy didn't need to be told twice. With a flick of his wand, the lights in the room. The wand? Oh, I got it. The got lights it. in the room. <laughs> his literal wand, oh, not okay. the euphemism. I, I was like, <laughs> his member. What if magic wizards could do magic with their penises? That just <gasps> seems like a, like a male fantasy of like, ah, uh, like. Here's my dick. Just swapping around. First off, it probably Making only works happen. if it's hard because then it would be most like the wood of a wand. Makes sense. And then two. So you could like only do it. And then you'd have one <laughs> guardian leviosa. <laughs> How distracting would that be? It's <laughs> a lot of kink stuff that could happen uh, with that. Fan fiction writers go nuts. It's probably already out there, honestly. I don't know how to search it, but I do want it to happen. Someone send it to our inbox, finepairingpodcast at gmail.com. I will read it. <laughs> anyway, his wand. With a flick of his wand, <laughs> the lights in the room immediately vanished, leaving the moonlight as their only guide. Hermione propped herself on the corner of the bed as Malfoy rushed to remove his cufflinks and set aside his suit jacket. Oh, I was like, what? I, that was <laughs> that, a lot of words. A that makes sense. He's a, he's a well-dressed man. I was I never thought about how you would have to spiffy. like... I, I guess you have to take off the cufflinks. A coil heated in her core just looking at him. Yes! Draco Malfoy was an attractive man, one she was about to see a lot more of. Guiding Ooh. her farther back on the bed, Malfoy stared down at her reclined form. He smirked. If only those other wizards knew what they missed out on tonight. Hermione rolled her eyes, but whatever retort she was going to make was lost when his lips crashed into hers. Through his shirt, she could feel the hard planes of his chest pressing against her, and she began battling to free the shirt's buttons. Piece by piece, their articles of clothing were removed, disregarded, and scattered across the floor. When all that was left were her knickers and his shorts, Hermione couldn't help the flush of her cheeks. Propping himself off on, up on his forearm... Malfoy used his other hand to take hold of the soft flesh of her breast. Her heart seized, and Hermione had to bite her lip to prevent her resulting moan from resonating too loud. The pad of his thumb rolled over the nipple, and a gripping sensation started to bud inside of her. His palms pressed and massaged the breast, earning more and more whimpered breaths until his lips sealed one around one nipple and couldn't hold back any longer. Hermione's mind was going blank. Her eyelids fluttered closed. She lavished every feel, his every touch. In those moments, it didn't seem relevant who he was. She was back inside the darkness, only caring about this wizard, how this wizard made her feel. Needing more, Hermione reached for his shorts and slipped her hand under the waistband. Uh-oh. Here's the smut. More. More. Well, the, we were in smut. I yeah, was like, it, I was it in... came in real quick, so I didn't know when to stop, so we're yeah. just going to power through. <laughs> I could tell by the tone of your voice that you were like, oh, And no. we're not going back! No! <laughs> She took his hard length into her hands. Wand. His wand. His wand into her his wand. Wink, wink. <laughs> into her hands and gave it several long, slow pumps. Fuck. He I gasped. don't like pumps, but whatever. <laughs> That's I've I understand why it must be used. I just I understand the it's, logistics. It's okay. my moist. <laughs> moist is also moist, but then also pump uh, for me. 
Air, fuck, he gasped, air hissing through his teeth at her touch. His lips re-found hers, more desperate and urgent than ever. Hermione maintained the rhythm of her strokes as Malfoy groaned into her kiss, never leaving her lips. Her single, He single-handedly pulled his shorts down the rest of the way, kicking them off with their other discarded items. Hermione hardly had time to register the fact that he was now completely naked before two fingers dipped under the fabric of her <gasps> knickers. Oh, no. And glad I hate finger stuff. Like, I just dislike it i've never liked it and so i hate reading about it <laughs> here we go good thing i didn't put any finger I don't stuff like, in the dipping is also a terrible word <laughs> i don't like dipping yep <laughs> like it just sounds so like like food <laughs> like dip like scoop it's like were you in that shakespeare class where it was like dip the fingers in the soup no no i don't remember what you know you know how shakespeare is like full smut Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, for those of you who are listening to this podcast and can't see my fingers, it's two fingers up in the way that you would penetrate a woman. And the teacher, I swear to God, stood in front of the class, did, like, the Boy Scout salute with the middle finger and the index finger, and said, guys, it's, I dip my fingers in your soup. And did this, like, swooping like motion. Like a J turn. <laughs> yeah. And... It was immediately clear to all of us that it meant having sex with his wife because of that disgusting finger gesture, and I hate it. <laughs> We're gonna keep going on. I'm forever gonna be like, <laughs> do you want to indulge in a soup course? I ha- I can't remember the actual Shakespeare quote, but it's probably it's like dipped his fingers in my soup. It does sound rude. It does sound classically like Shakespeare insult. <laughs> yeah, you're like oh, gross. okay. Anyway, dipping something was dipping. Where were we? <laughs> Uh, knickers. They were dipping kn- in her knickers. Knickers. Two fingers dipped under the fabric of her knickers and glided over her wet slit. Yikes. <laughs> that sentence hurt me. Ugh. Okay. He's, it's well written. It's hmm, just, it's he, hard to read aloud. I, he slid one, then another, into her heat, and Hermione's back arched off the bed. I can't. <laughs> I can't read smut. I have to read bad smut. I haven't read smut since after, and there is a reason. Would you, this is very well written, Smut. It I'm is. into it. Would you like to skip it? No, we're already basically done. So, like, we're just going to finish. <laughs> There's, like, a paragraph left. <gasps> we're going to finish. Short, short, ragged breath. I hope you didn't come here to, like, listen to Smut, because this is not <laughs> doing it for you. Short, ragged breaths filled the room as Hermione's heart rate escalated wildly. Mounting pressure continued to build inside yes. her core. And yes. when his finger teased her most sensitive spot, her nails gripped into his bare back as she released a strangled gasp. Taking hold of his length, Malfoy stroked himself a few more times, and Hermione watched with heavy-lidded anticipation as his tip poised her entrance yes. with a slow, steady pace. Malfoy sheathed himself inside. Yes! 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 I, I do like sheaths. That's really funny. <laughs> I just... This is... This is... This is good. I'm loving it. Huh, I'm loving so, it. It reminds me a lot of the stuff that you write, because it's so many of these, like, terms. Yeah. This is classic romance writing. Sheath. It is very, yes. It's like, it's like in the moment when I'm writing stuff like that, Mm -hmm. I often Mm -hmm. am like, yeah, these words are, it's weird. It's that thing of, like, it is sexual, but it's not outright, like, Mm -hmm. pussy. Like, it takes you out of it. It's the romance sex. Yeah, it's the romance, it's the romance smut that is sort of, like, we're going to. The best smut. We're going to dabble. In. We're gonna get close. We're gonna sheath. We're gonna things. dance around the sensitive area. We're go- yeah, we're <laughs> going to delicately enter her folds. <laughs> we're gonna porn. touch his member. His wand. His wand. <laughs> it's gonna throb because <laughs> it does. That's what it do. Uh, he sheathed himself inside, eliciting a, a moan do, out both their mouths. <laughs> do oh good. <laughs> I'm glad they're both finding... Moaning in, tra- in time with each other. What was your question? <laughs> I was having a moment that's unimportant. I wanted to know if wizards use condoms. I'm gonna go with no. Hot, fervent kisses pressed against her lips, her jaw, her neck, as Malfoy found his pace. Hermione's arms were wrapped around his shoulders while his hands dug into her hips, feeling her essence clench around him as he repeatedly Fuck, drove essence. into her. Love it. Snaps for that. Snaps for that. Essence clenches. Snaps, snaps. I'm loving it. One hand lifted to... I want to see you at like a, just like a smut poetry reading and just like, good smut, good smut. Yeah. Oh my god, I would do that so hard. <laughs> if we ever own a coffee shop exclusively, I'm having the smut s- readings. Ooh, what's like a smut 
themed coffee shop name. It would I'm be- going to dwell on that while yeah. I read <laughs> Yeah, where were we? We were essence. so close essence. to being dead. Essence. Her essence clenched around him as he repeatedly drove into her. One hand lifted to lose itself in her curls as he buried himself even oh, deeper, Christ. reaching a spot inside her that ter- the curls is her hair. It's not. <laughs> no, no. So, uh, curls a lot of times also refers to your nether he, curls. One hand lifted. Fine. Anyway. Reaching Fine. A- Reaching a spot inside her that turned her vision hazy. Again and again, his length pressed against the spot, pushing Hermione even closer to the edge. Blurry stars speckled her vision, and Hermione dug her hands into his hair to pull him even closer. Only a few thrusts later, the wave of consuming climax rippled through her body, electrifying every nerve. Malfoy captured her moan with a searing kiss, and soon followed with his own sweet release. Good. Classic romance. Go- boy comes second. Sweet release. Boy always comes second. Very feminist. It's not, it's not feminist, it's just romance. <laughs> Breathing heavy, they both fell flat against the mattress, neither saying a word as they came down from their impassioned rush. They lay silent, minds stuck processing what had just happened. The frantic racing of her heart had yet to calm as she stared up at the ceiling. There was no cuddling or gentle kisses, just facts. She had slept with Draco Malfoy. You did more than that, sweetheart. She tried to think of something to say, but it seemed her words had finally run out for the evening. Within minutes, they were both asleep. Snips. Her mind was in a clouded daze by the time sunlight broke through the curtains and stretched across the bed. A bed she was still sharing, turning to face the wizard, Hermione's heart was undecided. A strand of white blonde hair had fallen over his eyes, and a momentary impulse tempted her to brush it away. But she didn't. Away from the heat of the night before, logic had returned. And with it, reality. Damn in the it. veil of anonymity and the blanket of night, it didn't matter who he was. But could that sentiment withstand the harsh, harsh judgment of morning light? Pulling back the covers, Hermione gathered her scattered articles of clothing and padded to the loo. She turned on the shower and waited for the water to warm before stepping in. The cascade of droplets rained over her skin, washing away the physical evidence of the night before. But her memories weren't so easy. Her thoughts kept cycling back to their conversations together and how natural their connection felt before his identity muddled her perception. Then the rest of last night happened, and she was even more confused. She'd be lying if she said she didn't find him attractive. That wasn't the issue. The only problem was the fact that he was Draco Malfoy. It was all well and good to build an emotional connection with someone before introducing the physical, but nothing about the process of that evening had accounted for complicated histories. Was their budding connection enough to overpower years of animosity? And what about what everyone else would say? She twisted off the shower head and the water pellets came to a dripping stop. Ten minutes in the shower and she had no more clarity on how to feel. Once she had dried herself off, Hermione slipped back into her dress from the night before. It felt so much more unlike her in the day, but it was better than going out in a towel. Returning to the main part of the room, Hermione discovered that Malfoy was already awake, sitting on the corner of the bed as he inserted his cufflinks into his sleeves. He acknowledged her with a curt nod. Granger? Malfoy? (laughs) Silence! After the intimacy you have shared? Strangers! Silence suffocated the room. Hermione's mind still at war with the the logical thing to say or do when she noticed the the time. 8.12 a.m. They're free. Malfoy followed her gaze. He'd seen it, too. Cufflinks in place, he clasped his hands on his thighs and pushed himself forward. Well, I suppose I'm free to go now. What if she's pregnant with Malfoy's baby? Ah, sure. (laughs) That would be an interesting sequel of, like, they decide to go their separate ways, but then, ha-ha! Then it's like, hashtag yikes, like, your whole... Like, pure, like, you have to reconcile. Uh, Your son is a quarter blood or whatever. Yeah, half blood. Half blood. She's full muggle blood. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Well, I suppose I'm free to go now. Hermione stood frozen, the battle to form proper words heavy on her tongue as Malfoy brushed past her and headed straight for the door. Her mind may not have been made up, but his apparently was. He was leaving. She held her breath and waited for the now inevitable sound of the door closing as he left this whole experience behind. But it never came. When she faced him, Malfoy was still at the door, hand on the knob, not yet turned. Assume for a second I wasn't Draco Malfoy. That I was just some wizard you met last night. Dean Thomas. Eyes cast downward on his grip around the doorknob. Would you be letting me walk away right now? Hermione sucked in her breath. If I was any other witch, would you be leaving without asking when you'd see me next? The questions hung between them, and neither person voiced a response. But they both knew the answers. Yes. After several moments, Malfoy tucked his hand into his trouser pocket and stepped away from the door. I came to this event because I wanted to meet someone who could potentially love me for the man I am now, not the boy I was, he said, head held high as he moved back towards Hermione. 
I'm no fool. I know there are things in my past that some witches and wizards can never forgive. Ask me a day ago and I'd put your name on the top of that list. He stopped right in front of her, pewter gaze uneasy as he peered into her eyes. But just my bloody luck, the witch I fell for last night was you. There was a swell inside Hermione's chest, but her heart and her brain were two separate entities. She plopped down on the bed and sighed. You already know how I felt about you last night, she said. No point in hiding the obvious truth. But can you honestly tell me that you think we'd stand a chance dating outside of those velvet curtains? There's a definite chance it won't, he admitted. But since when did the possibility of failure stop Hermione Granger? Always. He reached his eye out. No, she perseveres, Claire. I thought she was afraid of failure. Yeah, but she... You're right. She's she afraid of commit. it, so she, she commits, commits to not Fine. failing. Even Fine. in the face of possible failure. He reached his hand out, and Hermione accepted it, helping her up. Malfoy smiled at her. So what do you say? Dinner? Friday night? It only took a moment's consideration before she offered a grin of her own. I suppose I could make that work. As they exited through the lobby, their fingers remained laced with one another. The fog now lifted from Hermione's brain. There was a time and a place for logic. But this time... She was listening to her heart. The end. <laughs> Snaps. Snaps for that. Snaps. Snaps. For that. Thank you, Nifizzle, for making me read porn. <laughs> Not pornography. Smut. Romantic smut. Beautifully. Beautifully well done. That's the first uh, Draco Hermione pairing that I was like, sure, I get that. I get I'm it. into it. I would maybe. I would maybe read more. Yeah, because I had assumed that it was like based on like the third book, like Punch. Like, the iconic punch. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is like a I hate you so much, fiery passions are mm-hmm, coming mm-hmm, forth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, so, but, like, I do get this. I get this, like, they're similar people that just, like, went to different sides of the war. So, that was long. I'm going to get to your prompt so we can yes. close out this long-ass episode. We got lucky and the first couple episodes are, like, 30 minutes, and this is not going to be 30 minutes. So sorry. Too bad. You're in quarantine. You have time to listen to an hour and a half podcast. So... I was re-listening to some episodes of Reply All, which is a great podcast, and my favorite segment that they do is Yes, Yes, No, mm-hmm. where they talk about, like, stuff on Twitter that they don't understand, and yes. it's very good. And at one point, uh, Fallout Equestria was a part of the, like, combination of references being made in some very, like, niche tweet, and they were just very baffled about that. What it was. About what it was. And it reminded me that that's, like, the longest fan fiction i think ever it's like a million words i don't know it's very long and i have never read it and i know nothing about it so i'm not gonna make you read the whole thing but i would like you to find me some like good good nibs okay. some good nibs okay. from fallout equestria yes because <laughs> I, I feel like it's our due process to as a fan fiction podcast yes cover this topic at some point excellent <laughs> i'm intrigued so have fun with that i'm excited get a list nervous let uh yeah so my pairing podcast at gmail.com at gmail.com or uh, follow us on Instagram where we take pictures of our cocktails sometimes and other relevant things <laughs> to whatever the episode is and we will see you next week remember to like and subscribe on iTunes five stars five stars five star only <clears throat> okay we will see you next week with Fallout Equestria goodbye goodbye goodbye